0: This is ESPN Crick Info.
1: Bowl at Boyks Hello there everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Bowl at Boyks here on ESPN Crick Info. The English summer or the international season has ended, some county cricket is still going on and not much happening on the field as far as international cricket goes. And we are joined by Geoffrey Boycott as usual who met the Prime Minister recently. He taught him some cricket, is it? (laughs)
0: Uh, I've been known to give him a little coaching lesson with his left elbow and left shoulder. It was fun. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's get started with the show. Four questions as usual. And uh, the first one was sent by Farooq Khan from the UAE. He says, Jeffrey, we recently heard that the three Pakistani banned cricketers are now allowed to play international cricket. And this is happening because the ICC approved changes to its anti-corruption code. In such a case of spot fixing and corruption, do you think the three players should be allowed to play again? And is this the ICC and is the ICC setting the right precedent for the future? The punishment should be harsh and severe to set an example for youngsters, isn't it?
0: Excellent question, and you are dead right. The punishment should be harsh. But here is a caveat to that. If we believe in the rule of law, then we have to accept the judgment handed out by the judges. They try to be fair and impartial. We members of the public can have opinions and views. For example, many of us may feel the punishment wasn't harsh enough for those three players. But nobody got killed or physically hurt. So I'm sure the judge took that all into consideration. Remember, he has to deal and give judgment to bank robbers, murderers, muggers, uh, people who create grievous bodily harm. So. He's got to just make a judgment on what is a fair punishment. Also we in England have a system of law that then says once a person is convicted of a criminal offence and once he has served his sentence, he or she should be allowed back into the community and given a second chance to join society. Therefore, as hurtful as it may seem to us who love cricket and feel these three guys hurt the integrity of the game we love, I believe we have to accept the rule of law. It's an obligation on all of us. The ICC can ban them from playing. Yes, they can. They can ban them from play, playing. That's not the, that's not the criminal law, and they can stop them ever again playing international cricket. But. That would be the opposite of criminal law. So maybe the ICC are right to give them a second chance. After that, if they do something similar again, then ban them for life.
1: All right, pretty clear words from Jeffrey there, and that brings us to the second question. Abhishek from the UK says, Jeffrey, now that England's international summer is over, how would you look back at it? Would you say it was a kind of mixed season because apart from winning the Ashes 3-2, England did not have much to celebrate. Uh, They drew against New Zealand in home conditions and ended the season with an ODI series loss to Australia. How would you sum it up?
0: Well, I wouldn't quite say we haven't got much to celebrate. Winning the Ashes for England is huge. It's a bit like India beating Pakistan or Pakistan beating India. So, it might not be to you, but for England supporters you've got to remember that we won the Ashes against the expectation of the bookies. We usually get things right. And they had Australia to win. Like many of us ex-players, me included, we had Australia to win. So although it was an up-and-down series, England won. And that lifted everybody in the country. We also won the 2020 against Australia, don't forget that, and we were close 3-2 in the one-dayers. That was an improvement on the World Cup, because we were absolutely rock bottom there. Remember, we were terrible. So when we were good, as England, we were very good. And when we were bad, we just folded. There was no middle ground. There have been lots of changes, upheavals in English cricket. There's been a new chief executive officer, new chairman in April, a new director of cricket, Andrew Strauss, then he comes in with the CEO and sacks Peter Moores and Kevin Peterson. Then they appoint a new coach from Australia. That's a lot of upheaval. No excuses for him, but it would be a miracle if all went smoothly. I think the pluses were the England team smiled more. The youngsters looked as if they were enjoying the cricket. At times they played positively and good, and it was thrilling. I mean, there were moments like Anderson's swing and seam at Edgbaston, which was a masterclass, destroyed Australia. And then if that destroyed it, what about broads 8 for 15 at Nottingham one morning? I mean, it was all over in the morning. It won the test, won the ashes. It was electrifying. So, yes, I could give you some pluses like that, and I can give you some problems. We're still short of an opener. Bell's form is a problem. We haven't got a top-class spinner, although Moyn Ali does okay. People think he's rubbish, and he's not. And they take him for granted, and think they'll whack him around, and they get out. So has a bit of a knacker getting wickets. We don't have a genuine fast bowler. Butler's batting was rubbish. And there's these collapses in the batting that happen. So, yeah, there are problems there are good things. As Joe Root's batting was superb played well at times. Ben Soakes had some excellent uh, moments. And Moyn Ali, as I said, he got, not only got wickets, he got runs when it mattered down the order. Pressure runs. Then there was Wood. He came on the scene with Finn in the one day. As he did all right. And Broad and Anderson were quality. So you're right. It's a mixed bag of up and down. And I think, well, I know from talking to various people in English cricket, they know that we're not the finished article. We have things to work on in our test matches and improve. We have, we have things to work on in our one-dayers. But if you ask people around England, ask them around the country, they would say, hey, there were some good things there to work with. So we're not all sort of down about it, but we're not raving, I agree. We're not getting carried away. And So there you have it, up and down, mix, call it what you want.
1: Ryan right, and you spoke of ashes, so obviously let's take a question on Australia as well. Matthew sent it. He says, we saw as many as five retirements from the Australia test squad this summer and all were important players. Out of those, which players' absence will hurt Australia the most, according to you? Michael Clark, Chris Rogers, Brad Haddon, Ryan Harris and Shane Watson. Who was their most valuable player in the last few years?
0: Well, you'd have to say Michael Clarke because he played some superb innings. Uh, To be frank, it was just one tour too many. With his back injury and question marks over being fit for the World Cup, he had very little cricket. And then he came to England, he still got very little cricket. So he didn't spend much time in the middle. He was spending more time trying to get fit. So for the best part of eight months, it was about his fitness, not batting. So his focuses were on the wrong thing. I I understand why, because if you're not fit, you can't bat. But that affected him, and he didn't play anything like he can. He played the short ball terrible, and he was right to give it up. But he was just one to or to many, but he was the best player by far. If I had to pick one player who would have missed most, it's Harris. I think coming in as late as he did into the international team, he's been an amazing bowler. I mean, late in his career, the opportunity came, and he's bowled beautifully. He would have been huge in England. You think of some of those pitches. That Anderson and Broad on. Wow, he would have been fantastic. And Australia made some terrible selections. If they'd picked Peter Siddler earlier, and not had his fit. different ball game maybe. Uh, so he, I think they miss him. Finding somebody like him, he was a, he was a gem. But you know, a lot depends on how good the new guys are. If these new guys that come in for the five that are going if they have good basic techniques and above all are mentally strong then they will learn quickly and whenever gaps appear in any sporting team mainly through retirement sometimes injury but through retirement there is always speculation as to who will fill the gaps will these new players be as good as the guys departing well maybe not at first but if they're good they'll learn quickly and you must always remember that someone, someone always surprises us and, and grabs the opportunity that's given to them. There's an old saying, you know, the king is dead. So whether it's Michael Clark or Harris or the opening batsman, the king is dead, long live the new king. And what that means is that in one year's time, nobody will be talking about these five players. They'll all be talking about the new guys. Because we, all of us, me included, we all have our time at the top. We all have our time in the limelight. And call it whatever you wish. It never lasts forever. So just accept it, it's life. Move on with the new guys.
1: Yes, let's see how the new guys do next month. The Australia squad will be heading to Bangladesh for two tests. Couple of uncapped players, there's Glenn Maxwell as well. And time will tell how the new guys do. So time for the fourth question. Arij Azhar sent this one from Pakistan. He says, hello Jeffrey, since the demise of triangular and quadrangular series, I have observed a dip in the intensity of cricket being played since the late 90s. It made the teams comparative as they played with each other on different surfaces under variant conditions and nowadays there are only matches between two teams which is totally meaningless. In your opinion, are triangular and quadrangular cups missing in the modern cricket these days? And if yes, is this the reason for majority of players performing in their own backyard?
0: Well, that's very interesting, young man. Here's your quote. Matches between two teams, which is totally meaningless. Hmm. So South Africa come into India and the matches are gonna be meaningless. I don't agree. The matches in Australia England are never meaningless. I don't think so. And if India ever play Pakistan again in five ODIs or seven ODI series, will it be meaningless? I don't think so. It'll be like World War III. And we'll all be on the edge of our seats watching it. So, I don't agree with you there. And also, you must remember, and everybody else, that the number of home series being played by every country, they want those home series because they get huge television money. And there's hardly any room to play triangular and quadrangulars. I'll tell you why. We have a World Cup one year. We have a Champions Trophy in 2017 in England. We have the World 2020 next year in India in March. There's, there's only one blank year in four, because the World Cup, the Champions Trophy, the world 2020 will come round every four years. So you've got one blank year when there is not a world tournament of the eight to ten countries. This, that is why many of us, you know, wanted that fourth year to be a world test championship. Find out who was the best test side, have a competition, like we have the world champions of 2020, the world cup champions, Australia at the minute. And the ICC knocked it on the head, mainly to do with television money. They're all worried to death with the television companies. Well, hang on, if there's four top teams playing and India aren't in it, how do we sell that? Because they're they're the big financial cloud. So they've just forgotten about it. But we should have one that fourth year. It means every year there's a different world championship of something there is no room for more triangulars and quadrangulars as much as there might have been fun at the time it's now moved on. ICC have taken over with three world competitions and they're going to happen every four years.
1: All right, that I'm afraid brings us to the end of yet another episode of Bowler Doix and keep sending in your questions, your feedback, not much cricket is happening but we can promise you We'll have plenty for you in two weeks from now when Jeffrey will join us again. And until then, goodbye and good luck. You are listening to ESPN Crick Info.